All right, welcome to a new episode of Guys Who Law. I'm Andrew. And I'm Jesse. And big episode today. We're, these, these two topics might seem very different, but they actually, there there's some similarities, right? Yeah, two big decisions from two big companies, Airbnb and McDonald's, hit this headline same week. We're going to start with Airbnb. I just got to say personally, yeah. I... I I am a fan of both of these companies. I am too. I don't have McDonald's a lot of time. I don't I either, but I do like it. Yeah. I did read recently that I think McDonald's is bringing back all the old toys. Oh, really? Wow. Like in the Happy Meals, which, by the way, fantastic decision. Huh. Um, and by the way, probably under their CEO, was a decision of their CEO <laughs> who's now leaving, which is a big problem, I have to say. I mean, I, it's, <laughs> uh, that's a big blow to the company if now they reverse this policy. Because one of the best toys they ever had, little side note, yeah, Men in Black, first movie came out, mm-hmm. they gave out, in a Happy Meal, the neutralizers, the neuralizers. Oh, that is a good, that's a, that is a good one. Those things, I played hours with those things. Hmm. And they were great toys. They were like KB Toys style toys. They and were the, Toys and uh, Rust style toys. I, I don't think I've had a Happy Meal in like 20 years. Now if I go, I would get like a Big Mac. Well, if you go and have a Happy Meal, they'll probably think you're a serial <laughs> predator and ask you to leave the establishment. I wonder if McDonald's is getting into this, like, the chicken sandwich game. You know, like with Popeyes and yeah. Chick-fil-A recently? They gotta get involved in that. They do have a chicken sandwich. I know, but they need. I feel like they gotta like, market it better. The better chicken. Their chicken sandwiches, they're really good. Well, Wendy's is really good. Their yeah, I, remember, I used to have Wendy's chicken sandwich. So good. McDonald's still has the best fries, no matter what. Yeah, and yeah. Chi- chi- their chicken nuggets are pretty good, too. Oh, I haven't had those in forever. Yeah, they're good. Anyway, <laughs> we'll get to McDonald's in a second. Let's get to Airbnb. Sad yeah. story. Yeah. Sad story. Yeah, very sad. So if you're not, if you haven't been living on this earth for the last couple of years, Airbnb is a company where you can uh, basically rent out your apartment, your house for like well, a couple of nights or maybe a week if, if you're not going to be there. It's like basically... Providing a hotel to someone, but at your house or at your apartment. Because nobody wants to spend money on hotels anymore, motels. You can stay, okay, nice apartment, nice place, much easier. Everybody does it. I would never rent my place out. Never do it. Yeah. Well, unless it was, like, not my primary residence, then maybe I would. You say you have a beautiful house. You're going to rent that out to somebody? If I'm, if I'm only there, like, a month during the year. Like, if it was my secondary home in, like, 10 years... Yeah, um, you just get money. I'm, a, in. I'm able to 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 afford like a secondary home on the beach. I don't think any amount of money coming in will ease my mind to what strangers would do in my place. Yeah, but I mean, they they, they get reviews too, so you can kind of like see who they are before they come into your place. I like walking into my apartment, my home, knowing I could, you know, I don't have to worry about germs or what people did. Yeah, it's clean. It's I've been there. I know. Well, I, well, either way. Basically, your worst nightmare. <laughs> yeah, it's not as bad as what happened. Well, ha- yeah, the, yeah, the, it's not as bad as what happened uh, on not ha- making, Halloween. Not, not, not making light of it, but yeah. Yeah. So on Halloween, uh, there was an incident at an Airbnb uh, house in San Francisco. Basically, someone rented out the house. Uh, their house was a pretty big house for one night uh, in San Francisco on Halloween. And what happened was the person that rented it had a huge party there. And they booked it as a small group, so they lied about what they were doing. Yeah, the person who rented it out had no idea that this was going to happen. The person who came there, they were, they were probably like, oh, it's going to be, we're going to be quiet, it's yeah. going to be fine. They ended up having a party with over 100 attendees, and things got a little rowdy. What happened was there was a shooting at the party, and five people at the party, all under eight, all under the age of 30, Ended up dead. Really sad case. There's yeah. a manhunt still underway for the shooters. 
Uh, they, I don't know if the police have a suspects in mind, but there's nobody in custody yet. Uh, they're obviously looking for who did this, and it's a horrible situation. But now that becomes the question is, what happened here, and mm. who could be held responsible? Well, the CEO of Airbnb, um, he wrote a series of tweets saying this is unacceptable, uh, we have to do better, and he listed out a series of steps that the company is going to do. Now, I'm going to read you these steps, tell you if they make any sense. Number one, they're going to increase manual screening of high-risk reservations that are flagged by their system. Wait, what does that mean? How do you know what a high-risk reservation is? How are you, so they have some sort of algorithm that tells you what a high-risk reservation is? Yeah, I don't really understand how they figure that out either. The only example of that I think I heard from someone from Airbnb, maybe it was their CEO, is that they said if they see like a huge house that's rented out for one night, that can be considered high risk. But that seems like a very general category. How many people do rent Airbnbs for one night? Yeah, like I feel like that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to have a huge party that night. Now, by the way, what he's tweeting... Does it have to necessarily be true? No, he's writing it to the public. Yeah, I mean, he's the, not a public company yet, by the way. So Airbnb is about to go public next next year. So, which, by the way, I think is why he's coming forward with these statements because they want the you know their IPO. They don't want they want to have a strong price when they launch. Yeah, they want their company to be as valuable as possible when they IPO. So they're trying to placate investors. They're trying to placate uh, the market. They're trying to placate analysts and, and media companies. So. You know, even even if, the, if these statements don't have much meaning, do you think he's lying? Do you think no. they're really going to implement these strategies? I think he's gonna, they're going to implement something, but I just don't know how effective they're actually going to be based on what he's saying. Yeah, like it's high, it's big words to describe what you're going to do. Yeah, so, so go through the rest of them. Yeah, so yeah. increasing manual screening of high risk reservations. So they're going to determine all right which ones are which urban's bad. Yeah. Then the first thing they're going to do if there's ever an incident like this is uh, they're going to send out a party house rapid response team. I don't know what Let, that means. I don't know what that means. That sounds like the police, basically. Yeah, I, I don't know what a rapid response team is for how. Like how would that, how would that differ from the police? Do they send people on site? Do they just look at this reservation immediately and say, okay, what happened here? We're gonna have to address this. I don't know. Like somebody somebody who's in fear of their safety. If they, if I was at one of these things, would I rather like the police come or have Airbnb's <laughs> rapid response team? <laughs> come I'm jumping out of a like, van. Who the, who the fuck are you? Yeah. <laughs> We're Airbnb. Yeah. We know, but okay. So they're probably not going to go to scene, but they're going to have something to immediately determine what happened here. But they're not a law enforcement agency, so what can they do? Um, their third thing is they said they're going to take immediate action against violators, including removal. Okay, big deal. So somebody throws a party like this, they violate the terms, and you're just going to remove them from Airbnb. That's the solution. Yeah. You, you can't – what are they going to do, sue them? They're not going to file a lawsuit again. It's everybody that file, that breaks their rules. I mean, what, what's the teeth here? What can they really do to, to go against these violators? Oh. Somebody says, I'm, I'm only going to rent this out for me and my boyfriend. Yeah. Oh, and then at the end of the day, they throw a party with 200 people. So I think that the heart of the problem is that Airbnb – people who rent out their apartments or houses on Airbnb – um, don't act the same way as like a hotel would. Like when you're at a when you're a hotel when, when you get a hotel for a night, there's the staff is still there. Like there's a lot of processes and safety regulations in place. But when you're renting out your Airbnb, many times there's like nobody there. Yeah. Um, and it's kind of like a free for all. Like like there's no like. You know, there's not like strict safety procedures or yeah. anything like that. Yeah, you're not held to the same standard as a hotel so, where so, you have to ensure the safety. But if, yeah. if you own a home mm -hmm. and you're renting it out and you didn't fix your roof 
and you know it's a problem and it caves in and kills your renters, you'll probably be held liable for it. Yeah, that. yeah. So, I mean, but, I, but I'm wondering like, maybe is there something that Airbnb can put in place where it requires their renters to like have kind of like a groundskeeper or someone who's like watching over the property while people are renting it. Even if it's not the owner, like they have someone who is like checking in, who's like there. Like, you, are you saying that the re- the homeowner or the apartment owner, the yeah, property owner, yeah. should at least meet the renters face to face? I don't think that's enough actually, because they can meet them face to face and then they leave and don't see their their house or should apartment. They have cameras up? Is that? But that's a violation of policy. I would. I mean, that's a violation of privacy. I, I don't, imagine. I don't, I don't know. I mean, I think they should just ha- have someone who's periodically like, you know. Driving by the house, or I don't know. Maybe that's not Should the they have a check-in system? You have to check in with them, call them like a pr- probation officer. Like, but they can every, they can every lie, twelve they, hours. They can lie pretty easily. They know? could lie pretty easily, but yeah. if they called and they're not responding, uh, they could, they I don't know what the, I mean. The problem is, it's hard to police this. It's hard yeah. to create a, a you know an incentive to not lie. Here. And, and 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 I think also the issue is like this is not the norm. Like most Airbnbs. I assume that are happening like are are fine like they end up normally there's not somebody's not breaking the rules someone's not throwing a huge party like this is maybe what the one percent that is happening that goes crazy well he was saying that this happens a lot that this is a violation and that's why he says we have to do better apparently they want to they're banning party houses they're banning this and the way that they're trying to do that is by saying this has been happening way too often where people are renters potential renters are lying about what their intentions are for the party. So banning party houses, okay, that's great. How are you going to do that? It doesn't make a lot of sense based upon his tweets. And he said, look, he's having the fourth thing he said is we're having a high-level executive who's Mm -hmm. now going to streamline this process and make it happen within a short period of time. I just don't know how that's going to affect it. I mean, Do you you think this is like a – like Airbnb's fault or just like a freak accident well, that's happening? Well, Airbnb is not going to be held criminally, li- criminally liable for what happened here. Yeah. The host is not going to be held criminally liable for what happened here. Some people are saying the renters probably won't be uh, held criminally liable because even if they threw a party and you want to say, oh, well, they were criminally negligent, I don't think that's fair because they probably did. Would they have known that a Someone would have carried a gun and opened fire and killed people. Yeah, probably I don't not. Think that's unless this fair. was unless this was like an underage party or something. Like, who but even if that's the case, yeah. I don't know. But they did throw the party. It was their fault. I don't. The host shouldn't be held liable. Airbnb won't held be liable. And by the way, Airbnb, in their terms and conditions, says that they can't be held liable if you get injured at a host's house. They're yeah. not responsible. Yeah. And the, and they also give uh, hosts. Uh, they hosts have a protection of liability insurance of up to one million dollars. So, in the end of the day, it looks like the shooters are going to be the only ones that are ultimately held responsible for this. Do you think that are you are you are you okay with that? Like maybe is this just like a freak accident that like I, I not an accident? I mean, but like a it's situation. a horrible situation. But I think it's Airbnb had to wake up. They've had a tough week. Not only did the shooting happen, but Vice News uh, also released an article saying they uncovered a giant Airbnb scam where. Uh, there are fake hosts um, with fake identities listing properties that really don't exist. They're scamming it's renters. Like, it's like out a of bait money. and switch. Yeah. yeah, a bait and switch. They're saying, "Oh, you can rent this place," and then at the last minute they switch them and says, "Oh, something happened at the property. I'll give you something else." They're taking people's money. The Airbnb is not really doing anything about it. The biggest problem is Airbnb has been kind of lax with what's been happening. Mm-hmm. They've been a, 
not a um, what's the word like not a present landlord they haven't really been checking on what's been going on now they have to he's the ceo said they have to do better they have to do better now they yeah. have to really keep a careful eye on what's been happening because they can't just be keep getting that money that comes in and not paying attention to what's been happening with the third party players yeah and it seems like when they when they've been getting complaints like it's it they've been people have been having difficulty for airbnb to take them seriously or yeah. to refund them uh, the total amount or whatever right. it is Maybe Airbnb needs to just develop that team more that is responding to complaints. So if something happens, they can address it very quickly and get ahead of these problems. Like maybe there was somebody at this party who had called Airbnb or shot them an email and said that things are getting wild here. Um, you know, can you help in some way? I don't know. but Well, at the bottom line, the FBI, I think, is stepping in for the uh, Vice article scam new scam uh, saga. Yeah. But also – Law enforcement's getting involved with this shooting, so Airbnb is getting a lot of attention now from the from the yeah. government. I mean, these scams, right, are like bound to happen. Like Craigslist, like has scams too, right? Yeah. Like these. Like, well, yeah. And the thing is, Airbnb says they look. We we do background checks on our hosts and guests, but they don't do a thorough background check. They only check for things if you're a terrorist. Well, and they 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 also said besides terrorism, like felonies. Severe yeah. misdemeanors. That's fine. That's good. Like That's something. And and like uh, it's like Uber pedophiles. It's but, like Uber. Yeah. What what else are they supposed to check for? Like they got a traffic ticket? Should you be checking people's social media accounts? Should you be checking their credit scores? Should you be checking I don't know. I mean, how invasive do you want to be? Because the idea of this is it has to be a quick process. People are looking for properties pretty quickly to get things unless you I don't know, you try and do it unless you have to book things in advance and go through a process. But does that take would that kind of hurt their business? Yeah. I maybe that would. Uh... I mean, I haven't done an Airbnb. I don't know how easy it is to just make one happen. If I want an Airbnb this weekend, I could probably get one. Yeah, I've done an Airbnb. How quickly do you get I mean, in advance? So well, I haven't. I haven't been the one who's renting it out. I've rented an Airbnb. Oh, oh yeah, that's what I mean. But how yeah. quickly would you? In other words, if I, I had to, months. if I was going, yeah. you've done it months in advance. Yeah. Well, maybe that's the case. I don't know, but if you're planning a trip pretty quickly and you need a quick Airbnb. Uh, and you have to go through all these background checks. Maybe they have a quick streamline process for a well, background well, check. Well, they don't background check the renters, that, right? They no, only, they do. They, they, I, yeah. They, I thought, they do background checks for hosts and guests. Oh, so for both they do background yeah. checks. But I don't – but again, even if you looked at – if I – okay, you do a background check on me. Yeah. I don't have any criminal record. Great. <laughs> but the thing is, is, who knows? How would they know I want to throw a party? Yeah, I mean – It's may, impossible to predict. The only thing that I, I think I don't know what more they can do in terms of background checks than to look at the things that they're looking at, like a, a, a yeah. police record, blah blah blah. Yeah, I mean, maybe the reference, like for a host, maybe some references, like right. that's like for a host, I think it's probably more well, I Easy. guess, it, yeah. I, I guess it's I guess it's important for guests too because a guest could destroy someone. That's place. exactly what happened here. Yeah, if they didn't throw a party, this probably wouldn't have happened. Yeah, well, there's two, there's two situations one in, in the place, the situation, the party. That was the, the renters like went crazy. Yeah. But the, the, the for the other situation that happened this week with the uh, bait and switch, that's that's a host issue. That's a host issue. It's two different issues. People there. are vile. People are just taking advantage of the Airbnb model. Uh, but at the end of the day, I think, like we said, the CEO had no choice but to say something because of the IPO coming out. Yeah. Wants to look good in the public. Wants to have a response. I just don't know what that response is. They have to figure it out. Yeah. But um, at the end of the day, they, they need to catch the shooters. That's the most important thing. Yeah, I think so, too. Okay. So that's one big company. Now we're going to move on to McDonald's, which had quite the quite the day. McDonald's board has fired their president and CEO, Steve Easterbrook, after 
learning that he had a consensual, consensual relationship with an employee. Now you might be saying, wait, why was he fired for that? Because McDonald's has a policy that you cannot have a uh, sexual relationship, intimate relationship with somebody who is a uh, direct or indirect report, a subordinate. That is based upon power dynamics. It's not illegal. It's obviously not illegal to have that relationship. Mm. And even though it's consensual, the idea here is that, especially in the Me Too era, if whether or not you're a male or even a female CEO or executive, there's a there's a pressure there. There's a power dynamic that if you're going to have a relationship with someone who's, uh, for lack of a better word, below you, then is it really consensual? Because And also, not even that. Let's say the relationship goes really bad. Then that person could say, oh, I was sexually harassed. And they could file a lawsuit against McDonald's. And so the best thing they say is, we have a policy put in place. You cannot have those re that relationship. And Steve Easterbrook came forward, said, I, I made a mistake. The board did the right thing here. And it's right for me to leave. Yeah, I mean, this is basically, I guess, uh, like you said, it's not illegal. But each company decides how they want to approach uh this kind of thing and McDonald's made the decision that they don't want uh you know people dating or engaging like dating or like engaging in <laughs> yeah no i get it but yeah. is With it direct but, reports yeah. but but is that the right policy shouldn't because it, here's the thing if two people are having a consensual relationship in a company and let's not forget i read one statistic i think it was from the united states human resources that one in three people in the U.S. workforce have a relationship in, yeah. in, in the company, in the workforce. And so the idea is a lot – that's how people meet. If you don't meet on apps, you don't meet on, in bars or social events, a lot of people date and work. And, and they get married. They have they have families. They, yeah. They, I, mean, I get it from a personal situation. Like you're spending a lot of time with someone. Like you're right. getting close. Like it makes sense that people – there would be relationships that developed in the workplace – just from a company standpoint, though, it could – by by just banning it outright could avoid different issues that come up by, you know, those relationships happening. Like – Yeah, I get yeah, it. Yeah. But I, he, the problem is, first of all – and look, the it should also be noted that the – I think it was the head of uh, human resources uh, has left the company as well. The yeah. fact that the – the top of human resources, that executive left at McDonald's, means something must have happened. Well, they, wrong. there was also a report that came out that like someone had been filing like se sexual harassment complaints in the company for like years and it wasn't being addressed. So, and they and they, and they they after this came out, they were like, well, well, it obviously must have been coming from the top. Um, we, I mean, there's not much more that I read than that, but um, it seems like there might have been a certain culture there that was. Um, you know, not open to that those kind of complaints in, happening. In other words, if McDonald's corporate was never taking action about sexual harassment complaints, and then you look at the top executive who's having a relationship with uh, an employee, yeah. obviously they're saying it wasn't right. So they're blaming human resources. They get the CEO out. Yeah. They put in a new CEO. Um, but the question is, is look, Steve Easterbrook mm. was a really good CEO from what I read. Mm. The company was doing very well under him. Um, and now they have a shakeup like this. The stock price went down. There's obviously uncertainty in the market about how McDonald's is going to do with a new CEO at the helm. And the question is, is, you know, there, one of the things they said is you can – one of the options, and I'm curious what you think about this, companies, employees can get into, enter into a love contract 
where he could have, if they had a policy where he could have entered into an actually written agreement with this employee saying that, A, we're in a consensual relationship, B, there's going to be no preferential treatment. I'm not going to promote her or do something to, uh, as a result of this relationship. And maybe uh, trying to say that she wouldn't have a claim against him or the company saying that this was, I don't know, harassment. Like or, waiving her rights. Or, yeah. yeah. Is, do you, how do you feel about a love contract in a company? Really takes the romance out of it. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I get why that would be an option just to be safer from a corporate point of view. Um, but even with a contract, I think there could still be issues that come up. Like maybe it would, it would protect the company more, but um, I'm sure if something went wrong, like someone might try to argue like the contract didn't cover this and like, right. you know, blah, try, you know, there still could be issues. There are some people who find, and he probably, I wonder if he regrets it at this point saying, gosh, I, I just lost the top position at one of the best companies in America because I had a relationship. If he said, what's more important to him? Cause he could have like, they could have had a, uh, they could have had a flirtation. Mm -hmm. They wanted to be together, but he, maybe he could have left the company. Are they still, are they still together? That I don't know, but they could have had a relationship after he left. But he can't be there, be CEO, and have a relationship with this person. No, the thing is, if, if you're if you're the leader of a company, yeah, you more than anyone else has has to abide by the rules of that company. If McDonald's chose the rule, made a rule that you can't have a relationship with someone who who is reporting directly to you, yeah, then as CEO, then you can't. You're setting an example. You have to set I, an example for. And I get it because imagine you were working at McDonald's and you know this relationship's existing, and then you're looking very closely to see this person that's having yeah, a relationship can. with the CEO. Mm -hmm. Oh well, he, I, you know, she got promoted. Well, why'd she get promoted? Or why is she doing well? Or why she made a big mistake, but she wasn't fired? You have to imagine that they're questioning every single action she takes. Yeah. Um, Listen, I, th I think the right thing happened. He needed to step down, but like, it's just, it was a consensual relationship. It was, I, I don't know if this guy was acting like really egregiously like against his company, but yeah. Um, I, I, there, yeah. So I guess the idea is it looks really bad. Yeah. Uh, who? Know, what is the idea of consensual if you have that power dynamic? Yeah. And there's the risk that if it falls apart, which most relationships do, what's going to be the aftermath of it? Could this person come back and yeah. fight against the company and Steve Easterbrook? So I get it. I understand why they have a policy. Nothing wrong with that policy. He agrees with it. He's not fighting it. And don't feel too bad for him because as a part of his separation agreement, he's going to get about six and a half months of severance. Base salary is one point. Five million dollars, um, and uh, I'm sure he has some stock too. He's got some stock that's vested that he's going to get. So he he was actually paid a lot of money. Yeah, I'm sure. Years. I'm sure he's doing okay financially. Yeah, so don't feel too bad. And he can't work for a competitor for two, two years. years. Yeah, that's interesting. But I think he has enough. Well, because because he br he broke the rules. Yes, that's a, yeah. As a CEO, though, yeah. that knowledge base, that skill set, can go into any other kind of industry. Yeah, but if someone like you, well. Service industry. If someone's fi if someone fires you for, for like without cause, like then it, usually non competes don't. Yeah, yeah, but but also here's the thing: like he wasn't uh, terminated for a reason that would give pause to another company. If I was if I was um, a big hospitality company, yeah, own a bunch of hotels, and I want him to run, I'd be like, oh, why was he terminated? Oh, because he had a relationship with. I might look at that and say, wow, he violated company policy and. Maybe something was wrong there. I don't mm. want him. Yeah. Or another way is look at well, he didn't steal from the company. He didn't. Uh, he wasn't uh, sexually harassing anybody. Yeah. So they might look at it. It might not be so bad. There are other people. Again, 
who are critics of McDonald's and say this is the who who feel that there was sexual harassment going on and felt that he was looking a blind eye and he wasn't a good CEO. Yeah. So it's not a great day for him. Um, he's going to be fine. And I think companies moving forward now have to think about their policies and whether and people and companies have to figure out. If they're going to have relationships, yeah. if they're going to have a relationship with somebody who's a peer to them or a subordinate, what's going to happen? Yeah, I mean, I think it's important that companies like probably have policies about this either way, just so there's clarity. Yeah. Um, but uh, By the yeah. way, I've, I've been in a bunch of companies. I've never seen office romances. Never? Not really. No. Uh, I suspected one thing at one company I worked with. A uh, Yeah, maybe something was going on, but I couldn't tell. I don't know. I mean, they must have. I mean, we hear. I feel like, even if it's not an art company, is like it obviously happens other places. Yeah, I was at a company a long time ago, and I thought I saw something happening in my direct reports office when the door was closed. Heard some noises. Oh wow! But hey, who am I to know? (laughs) You know, what am I talking about? Uh, But anyway, two interesting things from big companies. Yeah. Not great stories for either company. No. Uh, they'll both get through this, though. Yeah, Everybody should. And look, the appropriate, I guess the best response is possible from both companies moving forward. Yeah. All right. All right. Thanks a lot. See you next week.